Hello, Future Tribe. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the podcast. Before we jump into it, I thought I'd quickly hop in and make a note that this is part two of our interview with Leonie Saisan from Article Writers Australia. So if you want to listen to part one, if you want to hop back and uh, have a listen to that first, that was episode 31 published on the 10th of December. This episode is one of the episodes we recorded last year. We uh, still have a few of them to get through before we start on the new interviews and the new recordings but i hope you enjoy and i hope you uh, rate like and subscribe Uh, it helps us with the algorithms and it helps us reach new people and help more people that's it from me let's get into the episode welcome to the future tribe podcast where we're all about taking your future to the next level whether it is interviewing guests or unpacking strategies you know we will be talking about getting things done and backing you a fellow optimistic go-getter and now as always here is your host the formidable fortunate and highly favored jermaine muller so we've covered the really good stuff i would say um what about some of the mistakes that you've made along the way? What are the, what are the, some of the, you know, you would look back and say, I mean, I, I am one of those people who believe that the mistakes that I've made have led me to where I am. So I don't have to be sorry for them, but you know, things to say, Hey, look out for the pothole or look out for this, yeah. this barbed wire over here. Anything that yeah. comes to mind? Well, look, there, I, I would say it's exactly as you say it, a mistake is always how do you know it's a mistake? Mm. <laughs> you don't know what would have happened if you had that. And I was actually thinking about that this morning. Um, the biggest mistake I'll, that I would say would be starting with not enough capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's face it, there are a lot of business owners who do exactly what I did. You know, oh, I'm going to start a business. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. And then they're doing it. Um, they don't have half a million dollars set aside as capital start off with. However, then I think, well, perhaps starting without the capital wasn't a mistake because there are, when you start any business at all, there are a whole lot of, you're going to make a whole lot of mistakes. Mm. You're going to make a whole lot of little mistakes, Mm -hmm. even by choosing the wrong platform and wasting so much money. money Doing the wrong advertising and wasting so much money. So if you started out with capital, these small business fellows, so they start out with a couple of hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. um, they sell their house or put that couple of hundred thousand dollars in the bank, and then they make a series of little mistakes over the next few years, and the capital is gone. Mm-hmm. So, how, so you can start with no capital. If you start with capital, there's more opportunity there's more there room for to get like yourself that. in trouble. Yeah. You don't think you don't have it to start with, you can't. <laughs> is there anything else that you sort of look back and go, I could have avoided that or I, I would approach that in a different way. Um, you know, when you're hiring people, for example, I mean, actually, let's get into that really quickly. How do you hire? Do you hire completely remotely um, in that you don't meet with them in uh, person? I, or I, The contract writers, definitely. We have, we have an application form um, that, that we've tweaked over the years so that because what's most important to us is finding um, writers who are very aligned with us in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. So we like people who are accountable, uh, who have respect for the deadline. We also like 
people who appreciate the freedom and flexibility um, of what we, we do. So um, that, that our application process helps that. When I needed my editor, I actually ran an ad on Think. Mm-hmm. That, and I think we had over 100 applications and we did an editing test as well. So that so, person's full-time? Permanent, or is that a contractor uh, no, as well? No, she's a, she's a contractor, but she does quite a few hours every yeah. week. It, it's um, just to get an idea of you know how you because again these are decisions that I've had to I've had to sort of deal with you know do you hire someone permanent part time do you hire someone as a as a casual or a contractor um, yes. and with the nature of your work I guess it's it's easier to hire a contractor because they're projects they're they're very sort of. Um, it, it is, and look, the other thing too, we have um, an employee, my, my uh, offsider Andrew in Melbourne is an employee, and he does around 30 hours a, a week. Um, one of the things is that people actually like the freedom mm. of being a contractor, uh, and a lot of the writers who work for us, they want to be able to continue to run their own businesses and do their own thing on the side, because they're mm. getting their own... Uh, work directly from clients as well. So there, there is that element of, of freedom that people want to hang on to it. Uh, and then there are other people who, who like the security of a, of a job. Yeah. So um, I, I see us having more employees in the future. Okay. It's, you have the main, the main thing with having employees working from home um, is you have to be able to trust those employees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's where why a lot of companies don't let people work from home more often because they don't have that level of trust there. Trust. But I think our whole our whole application process and the type of people that that we bring in, uh, it tends to draw the right people to us anyway. And um, so, talking about the accountability side of things, what does at a very high level now? Let's say let's just say round it up thirty people. Um, 30 contractors who write articles for you. Now, for those 30 article writers, do you have, how many editors do you have? How, and, and, you know, how does that sit? Is it is it yourself? And then there's two editors who then um, manage 30 uh, writers or what does that look like? Yeah, so um, my editor, my senior editor really manages the majority of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, then Andrew in Melbourne, Andrew is more... If we have a few large projects on, uh, he tends to manage those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so um, 30 people managed by one person, really? Yeah, but as I say, a lot of those people aren't working all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess they're managing articles, not so much people. It's it's sort That's of right. looking through articles and making sure articles are yeah, off. Yeah, because people, these people are managing themselves. Yes, um, because they're contractors. It's very rare for us that a writer doesn't something on a deadline mm. it's almost mm. never happened mm-hmm. uh, and what happens instead is that they might come in a few days earlier and say oh look you know we've got uh, something going on in the family I think I'm going to miss this deadline can you give that project to someone else, someone else. Yeah. Um, and we do and, and accountability it's not all one way I think what's very important you have to allow people to be accountable if the environment um, makes it hard for people to admit mistakes or to say, oh, I can't do this, mm. um, then you, you're making it hard 
for people to be accountable. accountable. Yeah, because if it's too hard, then they just probably miss the deadline rather than come in and say anything because they don't want to cop whatever is coming to them Definitely. if you make it a... So, so we, from the very start, have gone, well, we, we don't want there to be any consequences mm. for people. If they come to us and say, oh, I'm just, I need a week off. Yeah. I can't help you for the next week. That's got to be fine mm. for us, but no problem. And if we struggle to find another writer for that project, that's our problem. Yes. It's, it's on problem. you, it's not on them. They're not going to feel be made to feel guilty about it or pay for exactly. it in some way. Yeah. Okay. We like to, um, we want people to be able to admit if they, if they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. If they misread a brief and they go down the wrong track, we want them to be able to say, oh, my goodness, I, I just realised I've made a mistake. I need another couple of days to finish this result. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than people who get defensive as they all, you know. Yeah. yeah. They didn't write the brief properly. <laughs> yeah. So, and, I, and I think we've actually, we've achieved that because all of our, our team are very, very accountable. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're in a very good position, I would say, especially to be able to do that remotely. Now, um, before we get into the top 12, I had just two more questions to quickly uh, wrap up the main part of the interview. Um, the next thing is, you know, what what do you plan to do moving forward? Um, you did talk about the next step being, you know, Leonie being even more removed from the business itself to be able to do higher level stuff. But what what else? What does that look like? What do you do? Is it just building up more volume of work and getting more staff into manage? Or what? what's the next steps for your business? Uh, the, the next step is probably going to be a few, a few steps at once. I, I have this little idea in my mind that I'd like to retire in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And so a step at some stage is going to be expanding the business because retirement for me isn't going to be stopping work. Yes. As much as it is going to be stepping, stepping back. Back a bit more. Uh, yeah. So I would actually like to establish a presence in New Zealand, uh, which may involve rebranding. Mm. Because the business name is Article Writers Australia, <laughs> and I feel that's become that's somewhat limiting. So that's a consideration um, for us. It would be to do a rebrand and to expand into New Zealand, and then mm. hopefully eventually for me to move to New Zealand or and spend some time in, in Sydney. And yeah, yeah. No, that's trip. that's wonderful. It's wonderful that. Um, you know, you've built, you, you've been able to do what a lot of people dream to do, which is, which is get freedom, be your own boss, and then be able to dictate what happens moving forward. So you're not stuck in this life where you're doing things because of the consequences that, you know, or, or the, the rippling effects, you're doing things because you've given yourself that power to make those decisions and make those calls. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, where can we find out more about you? Articlewriters.com.au, that's your uh, website? Yeah. Articlewriters.com.au. Um, are you on, on any other platforms, LinkedIn? And people somewhere? can connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay, fantastic. We'll put your details in the description. So if you're looking to connect with Leonie, ask her any questions um, or, you know, looking to send her some more business to make her New Zealand dreams come true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll all be in the, in the uh, description below. This episode was made possible thanks to the following supporters. Future Theory, websites, marketing and design that make your goals come true. Proudly based in Canberra, Australia. Visit us online at futuretheory.com.au.
Now, let's wrap up with the top 12. So this is probably okay. my favorite part um, because that just it just lets us sort of draw out some really valuable things for the listeners. Um, so let's get started with the top three books or podcasts that you recommend. Okay, the top three books, I've got those ready. My top book is Mindset okay. by Dr. Carol Dweck. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most important book you can ever read. Um, and I, it was only a few years ago that I read it for the first time, talking about the difference between growth mindset and fixed mindset. And you can just see little elements of yourself in this book and it helps you to learn to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. Mindset. My second book is Mark Boris, What It Takes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a, it won't take you very long to read, but it's just a very hard look uh, at what you're doing, whether you have got what it takes, whether you're really prepared to put in the effort to grow your business mm-hmm. or you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that. And then my third one is actually a biography of James Packer called The Price of Fortune. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reason I like this is because you can put as much effort and hard work into things as you like and grow things as much as you like. But at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all have different personalities, different things matter to us, and sometimes things fail and sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes we have mental health problems, we have stress problems, and it doesn't matter whether you're a small business owner or you're a James Packer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it still affects you the same way. We're all on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, moving on, top three software tools that you can't live without. Now, I'm going to guess that one of them is is what you've come up with for yourself, the software that you've created for yourself. Absolutely. One of them is our scriptus that we've had made using FileMaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second tool is Quilla. That's Q-W-I-L-R, which is a, a document tool. We use that to create our proposal. Okay. And it allows you to create your own template mm-hmm. and to you're basically creating a proposal that looks like a mini website. Right. Fantastic. So it's very it's very easy to use and it's inexpensive. So for business owners who need to prepare proposals and they want those proposals to look really good, mm-hmm. um, that's a great a great tool. And it has the added advantage that it has analytics. So you can actually see when someone has looked at your proposal mm-hmm. yes. uh, or how many people have looked at it, how long they've spent looking at it, whether they went straight down to the price section. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably happens a whole lot. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah, it does happen yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Usually they know quite a bit about you by the time they get the proposal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How about the third? And my other tool would be boast.io. Okay. And what does that so do? It's something we've only we've recently started using. It's actually a testimonial tool, mm-hmm. and it has an app for the phone, so you can send your clients an invitation and a link to give you a video testimonial. Mm-hmm. And they can. I'm do noting it on this spot. one down right now. I mean, right I, I love Twitter as well, but. This is something because testimonials are so difficult to get, even from. The, the happiest of customers. Um, and it's something that I don't want to pester people to get from them, but, but because they're time poor, because, you know, they've, they've got so much work and they're so busy and they're getting so much business. Um, but it's so yeah, important. Yeah, testimonials are very hard to get as well because people don't want to be on video. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the Boast.io, it makes it very easy. Mm-hmm. And with the phone app, I shouldn't say this, but you can actually bail people up. You know, if you're, you're out somewhere, you're out with a client. Yes. Um, and you're having a great conversation, you've got the phone, you can say, listen, would you mind giving me a video testimonial? I, I, we can do it right now. I've got the app right here. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Fantastic. I've, I've just um, logged on on their website to have a look as well. And, you know, pricing is pretty fair for, for the value that testimonials yeah, can provide okay. as well, which is important. Um, moving on, top three mantras you try and live by. Okay, the first one is don't look back. Mm. So, which isn't to say you shouldn't look briefly back and examine your mistakes, but you should just always look forward and look for solutions rather than analysing the problem to death and mm-hmm. hit yourself yeah. for it. Yeah. You have to move forward. Yeah. Love it. Second one. Second one is a question that I am always asking myself is, is there a better way to do this? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so trying to find just more optimal ways um, or in some cases just taking out steps, I would say. Sometimes we, we complicate things too much as well. Yes, we do. And I think you have to review as well. It's a bit like finding tools online. There are so many new ones that if you don't have another look at the situation in 12 months' time, you could mm. be missing something. So is there a better way to do this now than there was last year? Mm-hmm. Is there a better tool? Is there something faster, more efficient? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the third one? third one uh, would be I, I'm very big on putting things in perspective and I think this is very important for business owners to do this because they, it is quite stressful sometimes. And I think you, every time you encounter a problem, you have to step back and say, where does this problem fit in the scheme of life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a war going matter? on here. Um, there are X number of people in a refugee camp here in utter misery. Mm. Where does my problem fit Fitting in the into scheme that. of life? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think that being able to do that help, just helps you, gives you a bit of strength and helps you move forward when you realise that there are definitely millions of people worse off than you. Well, exactly. It's something I say all the time to people who complain um, or people who like to think that, you know, the world's got something against them, that at the end of the day, waking up in Australia and having, being able to have breakfast, I would say you're, you know, probably in the top, top 30 in the world, um, um, in the, you know, top 30, the population. And that's, that's you just waking up and, you know, having a meal and you're already ahead. So that really. If you, if you own your own house, you've got a nice big TV set, you've got a pet. Yeah. You're in luxury compared to most of the world. I would say, yeah, you're top, you're top 10. If you can buy a cup of coffee without, you know, second guessing that, um, that's, you know, a cup of coffee can be, two, three times more than what some people have to spend on food for the whole day. So, um, yeah, no, lo- love, love having that sort of, that, that sort of mindset. Is that something that you drew from that, from that book recommendation or um, is it um, something that was helpful? No, that, that's, that? actually something, that's actually something I learned to do myself to put things in perspective. Um, quite a few years ago, my first business was actually a pizza shop. Okay. And I had so many different nationalities working with me in that shop. Uh, it was the most fun ever. I'd mm. love to have another pizza shop. <laughs> um, 
it was fun and I learned so much, but having um, a dozen different nationalities around me and hearing their stories about how they had come to Australia, mm. I, I could just never really worry about anything. Anything, no. Because every time I started to stress about something, there were all of these other lives around me and perspectives and I, I, I really just learned to do that, to sit back and think, no, I didn't have to ride over the mountains into Turkey for 15 yes. hours with a one-year-old baby crying. I've never had to face that. Yes. My so my life is <laughs> exactly tiny. And the last one, um, top three people you follow and study and, and why? Do you, do you sort of keep up with anyone on the news? Or do, you, do you like to follow, follow anyone, whether it's on LinkedIn or Instagram? Or? Look, I, I, I'm not very big on following individuals because I like everyone's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm a bit of a glutton for news, especially for um, science news and so physics science, medical news, uh, I, if I followed anybody, I would probably follow uh, futurists, I think. Okay. Um, because I, I, like, I like to know where everything is, is heading. It's heading. So, but you can find out a lot of that on the news, and even though a lot of it, uh, if you go to like Science Daily or, or phys.org, you'll, you'll see news about the latest research into different things. Mm-hmm. And 99% of it you won't understand when they start talking nanoparticles and this, that. Uh-huh. But you, you can, you'll, you'll find so much interesting stuff on there about what they're trying to do and what it, and what it means, what it might mean for the future. For you, yeah. Um, and, I mean, being in business, it's another thing to always to know, I'm sure, it helps you to just know what's coming up as well. Um, because, you know, if you can see that, I don't know, the nanoparticles industry is up and coming, it might help for you to start looking at, you know, content writers who have that background and, and favouring maybe those people so you're setting up your business to be able to write the kind of articles that people are going to want in the future versus not being that sort of um, aware of what's coming ahead and just getting blindsided. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think even, even things like oh, one topic area that I love is longevity. Mm. Um, so people like Aubrey de Grey, I, I like to, to read their perspective and they're all very intelligent um, people and just forcing you to sort of think, well, what happens if I do live to 130? Mm-hmm. What happens if they discover something in the next couple of years that, and we're all going to live to 130? What yeah. on earth is going to happen? happen. Yeah. So many things are going to happen. Yeah. Or even is this the kind of life I want to live for another 60, exactly. 70, 80 years? Yeah. And what would I throw so many things um, out the window, hmm. good things and bad things. There'll be people who, well, they just haven't planned that far ahead financially to start with. Um, are we going to be working longer? Are we going to be artificial intelligence? Are we going to be working at all? Yes. Uh, or are we going to be all out living in the bush trying to grow our own potatoes? Um, it's, it's just very interesting. So. Yeah. No, I've, I have one last uh, more fun question to ask you. Speaking of longevity, how, how, what do you reckon, you know, um, life expectancy is going to be in, is, is it going to increase, do you think, to a hundred plus in the coming years? Oh, for, for people? Yeah. I, yeah, I do believe it is going to, to increase. Um, I, I was actually saying to my husband yesterday, my, I'm, I'm 55 my father retired when he was 55. 55, and wow. he was grey hair and bald. 
my mother had um, silvery, silver and black mm. hair. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've got a couple of little grey hairs, yes, yeah. and, and here I am running a running a business. Business and not looking like shutting down anytime soon or slowing down. No, I, soon. I just I think we are going. We are going to live longer. There's going to be a lot of discoveries in the next few years that are going to um, help that, help people to, to live longer and to be fitter yes. during those later years. So I think we all start, need to start looking for more things yeah. to do. <laughs> I mean, the, the reason I ask is a bit of a selfish reason. I um, When this podcast goes out, this will be, you know, would have already happened, but um my birthday is next week and I'm turning 25 and I keep telling everyone, you know, it's a quarter life sort of crisis moment. Um, and you know, it's good to know if I I'm, I'm not alone in thinking that a hundred is going to be quite doable. And I, I think yeah, a hundred years old is not going to be, um, some magic feat in, in within my lifetime. It's going to be. Yeah. If you look now, I, I'm, I've met a few people recently, uh, and out and about at networking events and things like that. And, They've told me their age and they're in their 70s. And, and my head is spinning because I'm thinking, oh, my God, you, you don't look much older than me. Yes, yes. And they're in their 70s, they're running a business, they're out there networking with people. Networking, yeah, actively sort of looking to grow their business, business excuse me. Yeah. And in my, going back to our, my parents' day and, and their parents' day, by that age you were in a nursing home. You weren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're starting to slow down. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Leonie, thank you again for hopping on the Future Trap podcast. Thank you for your time. I hope you had fun. Thank you for listening to the Future Tribe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast app. 